When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. there. Welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Bellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, many of us are even moving beyond just that pretty look of the botanical-style aquarium, and we're moving into a deeper stage of understanding how our aquariums function as miniature ecosystems. Now, part of the whole game of the botanical-style aquarium is understanding how, why, and what happens to terrestrial materials when they're placed in water. In fact, that's the whole game, right? Now, nature has been working with terrestrial materials and aquatic habitats for eons, and nature works with just about everything you throw at her. She'll take that seemingly unsexy piece of wood or rock or bunch of dried leaves, and given the passage of time, the action of gravity and water movement, and the work of bacteria, fungi, and algae, will mold, shape, and evolve them into unique and compelling pieces as amazing as anything we could ever hope to do. Yeah. One thing that's very unique about the botanical style approach is that we tend to accept the idea of decomposing materials accumulating in our systems. We understand that they act to a certain extent as fuel for the micro and macro fauna which reside in our aquarium, and that they perform this function as long as they're present in the system. I've been uh, long been of the belief that if you decide to let the botanicals remain in your aquarium to break down and decompose completely, that you shouldn't change course by suddenly removing the material all at once. The point is, our aquariums, much like the wild habitats that we strive to replicate, are constantly evolving, accumulating, uh, and uh, diversifying with new botanical materials and creating new physical habitats for the fishes to forage among. New food sources and chemical and energy inputs are important to the biological diversity and continuity of the flooded forests and streams of the tropics, and they play a similar role in our aquarium. So when we take stuff out, we're suddenly depriving a group of organisms from their sustenance, and they provide other benefits to organisms higher up on the food chain. When we add leaves and botanicals periodically, it's not just for an aesthetic refresh, but for a recharge of the biome within our tanks. And this is a fascinating aspect of the botanical style aquarium. It facilitates the cycle of growth, nutrient accumulation, and decomposition. It becomes not only part of our practice, but it's part of the system we're trying to facilitate. I'm fascinated by the mental adjustments that we need to make to accept the aesthetic and the processes of natural decay, fungal growth, and the appearances of biofilms, and how these affect what's occurring in the aquarium. It's a complex synergy of life and aesthetic, and we have to accept nature's input here. Nature dictates the speed by which this decomposition process occurs. We set the stage for it, but nature's in full control, and that's perfectly okay. We've talked a lot about allochthonous input, food which comes from outside the aquatic environment, such as insects, fruits, seeds, etc. You know, stuff which literally falls from the trees into the water. However, there's also a significant amount of food which our fishes can obtain, which occurs within the aquatic habitat itself. This is something that we, as lovers of the botanical-style aquarium, are well-suited to embrace when you think about it. And of course, I'm utterly fascinated by the concept of food production within our botanical-style aquariums. Yes, food production. If you observe your tank really closely, and I'm sure that you do, you'll see your fishes foraging on the botanicals, picking off something. 
I've noticed that during times when I've traveled extensively and haven't been around to feed my fishes, that they're not even slightly slimmer upon my return, despite not being fed for days sometimes. What are they eating in my absence? Well, there's a number of interesting possibilities, particularly in the botanical style aquariums. Perhaps most interesting to us is things that are a class of uh, organisms and growths that are called epiphytes. These are organisms which grow on the surface of wood, botanicals, plants, or other substrates, and they derive their nutrients from the surrounding environment. They're important in the nutrient cycling and the uptake in both nature and in aquarium, and they add to the biodiversity and they serve as an important food source for many species of fishes. In the case of our favorite aquatic habitats like streams, ponds, and inundated forests, epiphytes are abundant and many fishes will spend large amounts of time foraging on this biocover on tree trunks, branches, leaves, and other botanical materials that fall into the water. The biocover consists of stuff like algae, biofilms, and fungi. Although most animals use leaves and tree branches for shelter and not directly as a food item, grazing on this epiphytic growth is, uh, which occurs on them is very important. And I'm of the opinion that in the botanical style aquarium, complete with its decomposing leaves and seed pods, this stuff can serve as a sort of buffet for many fishes, even those whose primary food sources are known to be things like insects and worms and such, because fishes will use what's available to them. Detritus and the organisms within it can provide an excellent supplemental food source for our fishes. It's well known that in many habitats like inundated forests and so forth, that fishes will adjust their feeding strategies to utilize the available food sources at different times of the year, such as the dry season, etc. And also it's known that many fish fry actively feed on bacteria and fungi in these habitats. So I suggest once again that the botanical style aquarium could be an excellent sort of nursery for many fishes and shrimp species. I've not directly tried this on a controlled basis, but I've had incidental um, occurrences where I've had fish grow up in these types of systems without supplemental feeding. And of course, it goes beyond that because of the very operating system, if you will, of our tanks, which features decomposing leaves, botanicals, soils, rocks, etc. We're able to create a remarkably rich and complex population of creatures within them. This is one of the most interesting aspects of a botanical style aquarium. We have the opportunity to create an aquatic microcosm which provides not only unique aesthetics, it provides some supplemental nutritional value for our fishes, and perhaps most important, nutrient processing. A self-generating population of creatures that complement, indeed create, the biodiversity in our systems on a more or less continuous basis. True functional aesthetics indeed, right? Another important part of our aquatic microcosm is fungi. You heard me, fungi. Fungi have evolved to use a lot of different items for food. Some are decomposers, living on dead organic material like leaves. These are the guys we typically encounter in our aquariums, uh, in our litter beds and you know botanical beds, and we see those early on, and a lot of people say, ugh. Fungi reproduce by releasing these little tiny spores that then germinate on new and hospitable surfaces, pretty much anywhere they damn well please, really. These aquatic fungi are involved in the decay of wood and you know, leafy material. And of course, when you submerge terrestrial materials in water, growths of fungi tend to arise almost spontaneously. Anyone who's ever cured a piece of aquatic wood or almost any type of wood for that matter in your aquarium can attest to that. Fungi tend to colonize wood because it offers them a lot of surface area to thrive and live out their life cycle. And cellulose, hemocellulose, and lignin, the major components of wood and botanical materials are degraded by fungi, which possess enzymes that can digest these materials. Fungi, in fact, are regarded by biologists to be the dominant organisms associated with decaying leaves in streams. So this gives you some idea as to why we see them in our aquariums, right? Sure does. And of course, 
The fishes and invertebrates, which live among and feed directly upon the fungi and decomposing leaves and botanicals, contribute to the breakdown of these materials as well. Aquatic fungi can break down the leaf matrix and make the energy available to feeding animals in all sorts of aquatic habitats. Now, if there's one aspect of our botanical style accordions which really fascinates me, it's the way they facilitate the natural processes of life, specifically decomposition. We use this term a lot around here, I know. And what precisely does it mean? Well, decomposition can be simply described as the process by which organic substances are broken down into simpler organic matter. It's a very apt descriptor, if you ask me. We add leaves and botanicals to our aquariums, and over time they start to soften, they break up, and they ultimately decompose. This is a fundamental part of what makes our botanical style aquariums work. Decomposition of leaves and botanicals not only imparts the substances contained within them, again, lignin, organic acids, tannins, etc., just to name a few, into the water, it serves to nourish bacteria, fungi, and other microorganisms and crustaceans, facilitating basic food webs within the botanical style aquarium, if we allow them to. Decomposition of plant matter, leaves and botanicals, occurs in several stages. It starts with leaching soluble carbon compounds uh, into the water that are liberated during this process. Another early process is the physical breakup or fragmentation of plant material into smaller pieces, which have greater surface area for colonization by microbes. Does the liberation of carbon, sugars, etc. into our systems impact the water quality of the aquariums? Of course it does. And yeah, you need to monitor water quality in your botanical style aquariums regularly to establish what's baseline for your system. It's just common sense. It's important to remember that leaves and such are not permanent additions to our aquariums. And if we you know, want to enjoy their look more than just you know, their more or less intact form, we have to replenish them constantly as they start to break down. That's not a bad thing. That mimics kind of what happens in nature. The real added bonus for leaving the leaves and botanicals in situ and letting them completely break down, though, is that they'll help facilitate production of supplemental food resources within the aquarium. Talked about this many times here, haven't I? I've personally experienced this time and time again by setting up botanical style systems for the express purpose of providing supplemental food for the resident fishes. I've done this with adult fishes, and I've actually reared, well, nature did the work, many fish fry to maturity by setting them up in heavily botanical stocked aquariums with little to no supplemental feeding. The fishes feed on the fungal growths and the biofilms and the microorganisms that live there, as well as other creatures that may fall in the water, insects, the occasional gnat or whatever, just like they do in nature. To me, this is extremely exciting. And it's really as much of a mental shift as it is anything else. Like so much of what we do with botanical style aquarium systems, the willingness of us as hobbyists to really look to nature as more than just an inspiration for making cool looking aquariums. Rather, an approach which understands that our botanical style aquariums require us to step back and observe what happens in wild aquatic habitats. And then realizing that the same processes occur in our aquariums if we let them, if we don't interrupt them by scrubbing stuff out and constantly siphoning out the water and removing all the detritus and the things which actually form food or fuel for the biological processes that we want to occur. Natural materials submerged in water, processed by a huge diversity of organisms all working together. A microbiome. All of these things are beautiful, natural, and incredibly important in our closed systems if we give them a chance. Again, it seems that we spend so much time resisting the, these things based on their appearance and focusing on its removal that it's not given a chance to present its good side, which is certainly there. And the fact is that these life forms and the processes which occur appear in wild environments for a reason. They're extremely important to the fish that live there. The botanical style aquarium that we play with is 
perhaps the first of its kind in the hobby to really say, hey, this is just like nature. It's not that bad. And to make us think, perhaps there is a benefit to all this. Just because it looks different than what we've been indoctrinated to believe doesn't mean it's harmful for some fishes. It's beyond the look. So I want you to think beyond just that look. I've said this millions of times and I'll keep saying it. Think beyond the look. Think beyond the basic function. Think beyond the microbiome itself. Think about the whole little ecosystem that you're creating in your aquarium. When you set up your aquarium, think about it as not just setting up a tank with you know rock or wood or whatever. Think about it as setting the stage for microbial growth, fungal growth, you know, microcrustacean growth, and of course the fishes and the plants and all these things work together. One of the reasons I've been more and more interested in aquatic plants lately is I think because I'm realizing that in, in many aquatic systems, they, they are performing a role. They're not just there to look pretty. They're, they're doing something. They're utilizing nutrients. They're supporting other life forms in the process by photosynthesis. They're allowing epiphytic growth to, to occur on their surfaces, which fishes use as supplemental food, etc. It's the same kind of thing. And you mix that into the dynamic of botanicals and plants. There's a lot going on, a lot of things that we can look at. So stay bold. Think beyond this stuff. Stay progressive. Stay studious, stay thoughtful, stay curious, stay educated by all means, and above all, stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tin.